Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 522 for November 16th, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, bringing you the week's RPG. Just a small update. It's actually 2019, but that's okay. What did I say? 2016. November 16th, 2016. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a blast 26- from the past. I'm going to say 2016 so suck, suck so bad it won't die, apparently. It's fine. Uh, we have uh, game releases in 2016 include Battlefleet Gothic Armada, the Banner Saga on Vita, um, yeah, Paper Jam, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. I think that's the year that Oxenfree came out on PC. Oh, probably. And of note, the Vita is still relevant. The Vita, eh, it wasn't relevant then. Um, tr- only barely. Only barely. I mean, stuff was coming out for it. We can argue about whether that makes sense. Well, this is this is great. This list is this is a list that was done at the beginning of year, so it's actually not accurate. Oh, I like this. What else we got? Uh, sheltered roller uh, roller coaster tycoon world. You know that took the gaming industry by storm. Uh, that VR Psychonauts game. Yeah, I don't uh, even remember oh, that being a thing. Paragon is coming out. That's a new MOBA from Epic. That's going to do great. <laughs> gone now by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, hyper light drifter gigantic also gone um duck game still around uh everspace yeah don't starve together dragon quest 8 on the 3ds um don't uh, everspace 2 just got like announced did they finish their I kickstarter successfully yeah at the very fail. last second oh what a shock axiom verge is gonna hit the uh vita at some point during 2016. It, it did, yeah. eventually. Uh, Siberia 3 came out, apparently. So Ninji's into that, I bet. Yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon came out November 20, uh, November 18th of 2016. So. Hey, Persona 5 came out. Yep. Persona 5 came out 2016. That was my game of the year. Alright, so back to 2019. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Anna Marie. Hello. Kelly. Hello. And Hello. Peter. Alex is going to join us at some point. All right. We've all played games. I've played a teeny bit of Pokemon and some Path of Exile and some um, more Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is still the one dominating my thought processes. But with that, I'm going to kick it off to Anna. What have you been playing? Um, All right. So Chris kind of spoiled it last week, but I played Sparklight. It's really good. Only sort of. It's spoiled. it's so good. You finished Spark. I did. It's it's fun. So it's um, Pascal ended up doing the review because he beat it slightly before I did, but we both ended up feeling the same about the game, so we just did one review. Hmm. Um, so he compares it to Zelda One. I compare it to uh, Moonlighter. Um, but basically, it's an amazing, beautiful pixel art game. Um, that's like a dungeon crawler, and or, and so uh, there's like a, a world called Geodia, and every time you um, lose all of your hearts, you go back up to um, the uh, um. Oh, I never remember the name Is of it the an place. Airship or something? Yeah, it's an airship. Um, and so, and Geodia is suffering from earthquakes. So every time you go back up to the airship, um, the world rearranges itself. So it's uh, procedurally generated each time. 
And so this so, is a roguelike Zelda game? Yeah. A roguelike action RPG? Yeah, yeah. Loot? Oh, yeah. Okay, is there a colored loot? Like, no. So the, the thing that you're gathering is Sparklight. Oh. Which is, yeah, which is like the currency of the game. So you get the currency and then you buy, buy upgrades for your next run? Yes. Sort of thing? Yes. Okay, I so you're that. upgrading the, the airship and you have new facilities that you can open. You can buy... Um, uh, gadgets you can um so there's like a, a a badge grid that that starts out as three by three and you can upgrade your ba ba badge grid to be up to five by five and badges. you can upgrade the badges we so badges do everything badges. from like increase your hearts to increase your energy the less you use your tools more often um you can upgrade your damage you can upgrade so there are so there's permanent things like your gadgets um, and your badges, and then there are temporary things, and I can't remember the name of the temporary things. Gizmos, I think they're called. You have gadgets and, so, and gizmos? Ga yes, ga plenty? gadgets and gizmos aplenty. <laughs> um, and so... Or did I derail you by saying gadgets yes. and gizmos aplenty? <laughs> yeah, so when you KO, you lose all of your gizmos. And they're finitely useful, so that kind of feels okay. Honestly, the biggest complaint I have about the game is at the moment, you can't um, return to the airship. You have to die if you want to go back, and so, which means you lose your gizmos. Um and so that's that's I think my major complaint about the game, but like the gameplay um loop is very satisfying and very addictive. Um there there is um some parts of the game that are static, so like the acid bog is always to the south, the desert is always to the west, um the snowy area is always to the north. Um and there's people that you can find in the world and they do various things. So you find like the, the, the gizmos guy and he goes up to the airship and then you can get gizmos, um, before you head out on adventures. Um, there are two, there's a twin boy and girl merchant. And if you find both of them in a single run, um, you get a map of the area that you find the person in. So you, when you land back on to, Geodia, you can equip a badge that shows you the map of that particular area. So, which is really cool. Um, otherwise, it's like covered in clouds and you have to go explore everything. Man, g given what I got addicted to this week, I might have to check this out when I get Pokemon out. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I would heartily recommend it if you like roguelikes at all, if you like Zelda likes at all. Um, I think this is going to appeal to a lot of people. Oh, and the music is fantastic, but I'm biased because Dale North wrote it. <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah. And then um, since I was done, I finished Sparklight way faster than I thought I would. Um, it is fairly short. I finished it in about 11 hours. I did have to stop and do some grinding because the final boss is like, whoa, way harder than anything else in the game. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, I, I don't want to like get super into a game because Pokemon is coming out on Friday. So I decided to pick up um, the the 12, oh shoot, what was it called? Um, the 12 Labors of Hercules. Um, which is like a little, it's very similar to like a style of mobile game that I really like where it's, it's kind of time management based and, um, yeah, I played that for a little bit. I'm enjoying it. 
Um, it is worth the dollar forty nine that I paid it, and probably not much more. Um, and then, of course, Pokemon came out yesterday, so I'm about ten and a half. All right, are we starting the Pokemon discussion? Yeah. So, okay, all right, let's everybody. jump into Pokemon. It's, it's open. Yes, it's open. Hey, so, hey, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey. Um, so I'm about ten and a half hours in. Um, I've completed two badges. I have caught. Hang on, let me look at my Pokedex. Uh, my Pokedex says uh, 98 seen and 71 caught. Um, I'm currently in the wild area. This game is great. No, the internet told me it's bad. Yeah, it's bad, Anna. We can't play it. Game Game Freak Glide, hashtag uh, Game Freak Glide, hashtag um, uh, Dexit, or yeah, Dexit, hashtag, um, I don't know, <laughs> other things. All right, so. Hashtag Reddit tells me the truth. Hold Two on, is, things. Is Dexit actually a thing? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. So two okay, things to keep in mind that may meter this discussion. I do not catch them all. I'm sorry, what? I do not catch them all. You do not catch them all. I okay. do not catch them all. Okay. I have I have literally never caught them all. I've never caught them all. Literally never. Okay. Um. So that is not, not all of the Pokemon being in the game is like a who cares for me. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I tend to play with a different team. Every game. Actually, mm-hmm. let me rephrase that. I play with a different team every game. I've heard about I don't that, think yeah. I've ever played a game where I've duplicated a previous Pokemon. So the idea of my my you know problematic fave not being in the game is not a deal for me. But those can be deal breakers for people, and I understand that they can be. So yeah. carrying so, on, the game looks fantastic. The game sounds fantastic. The animations look really cool. I love how they've changed a whole bunch of the models. I love that they have mailmen now and like female construction workers and everybody looks really good. I immediately changed my outfit because I ended up starting right. with a girl so that had a pink skirt. So you're saying it's like skirt. a CW drama now? Everybody looks good? Um, is that where you're going? Yeah, I guess. That? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, the game just looks really good for me. There is one thing that I read about prior to the game coming out, which is the trees get really pixely in the wild area. That's true. It's so you can see through them. Um, and the wild area does lag. Oh, Lord, howdy, does it lag. That's but true. But it's, it's online, so of course it's going to lag. Right. But I mean, still, it's passive online, but bad it's still... bad lag and good lag, and it sounds like this is yeah. bad lag. Yeah, more or less. So, yeah. Um, uh, my Pokemon are all between basically level 25 and level 30. Um, AMA. <laughs> AMA? <laughs> yeah, so I've I've gone clothes shopping. I've customized my bike outfit. I have two badges. I really like this game. I, I enjoy Dynamaxing. Um, I like the battles. I have friends that are all in the wild area right now because I'm like way ahead of everybody because I had like a whole day to play it yesterday. So I'm just, I turned on um, the internet connection and I'm watching the Dynamax badges pop up on the bottom left of my screen. And every time I see one, I jump into the online play and I Dynamax with my friends. I really like doing the raid battles because you can get all the EXP candies. Yeah, those are fun. I have so many of them, and I haven't used a single one, and I really should. Um, so I started with Sobble, and I'm playing Shield. What do you think Sobble's so, voice is in the anime? Nee, 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 nee. That's not a I, uh, You asked. I, Go ahead. I ended up jumping ship. I was going to start Team uh, Score Bunny, 
But then when I realized that Grinky's final evolution was a drummer, <laughs> I, I set up a yeah, I set up a poll on Twitter and asked who the best drummer was. And whoever won, I was going to name Mike Rookie that. And it ended up being uh, Neil Pert from Rush. <clears throat> and, like, nobody knew who the other drummers I picked was except for Ringo Starr. Which yep, is, that was me. Which is really weird. I figured Sorry. most people would know Keith we're not. We're not into the drumming. Oh, I, I guess it's just me being the classic rock fan that I am and then it was pointed out that Phil Collins should have been on the list because <laughs> you know dr- drummer and uh, the Tarzan movie and I was like well Twitter only let me do four options and I just rattled off the first four off the top of my head but well, it's the internet so you're always going to have the ones you missed I I know but yeah <laughs> I, I have a groupie, oh, I he evolved and I can't remember what the name of the evolve evolution was. I haven't seen anybody playing with Grookey. Yeah. So supposedly because you can really cheese the game with uh Sobble. Really? At the first 3. Yeah. Huh. It's what I've heard. I've heard that Grookey is actually the hard mode. Um, so Sobble was completely useless in my first gym because the first gym that I ran into was um grass see i've heard yeah, that that first gym changes depending on what your starter is but i haven't gotten that far yet um so it's based on whether you're playing sword or shield as far as i can tell okay because yeah like the it's like i think all the odd number gyms are different i was reading about it uh in a guide that i was like skimming very briefly for like which versions had different pokemon but I'm happy with my choice because apparently Grookey can learn False Swipe. Nice. Which, pro tip, apparently a lot of people didn't know this. Um, the Pokemon Center to the left of where you do the the ceremony where you pick your number sells False Swipe. I will need to go back and get it because I don't have it. Yeah. And I'm happy that this game has flight points. Yeah, isn't that nice? And train yes. stations. It's so easy to get around in this game. Oh, I, I love all the quality of that stuff. Being able to access the box anywhere you want. Yeah, so this is another kind of one of my minor complaints about the game. There's a lot of tutorials that are very mistimed. So, like, basically the first NPC you talk to is like, I'm so glad that I can access my box whenever I want. Except you don't get that until, like, an hour into the game. It's like literally anything else that guy could have said would have been more useful because all these people are messaging me going, how come I can't access my box? You asked me why can't I access my box? Yeah. And the answer yeah. is keep playing. <laughs> um, oh, and another thing people might not know is that if you talk to the girls outside the um, train station to that big town if you have a let's go save you'll get either a pikachu or an eevee oh i need to go talk to her i wasn't sure how to do that yeah i mean i i've been talking to everybody just because you know people just give you stuff but that one i could see people missing yeah so when i started hitting uh motor town or whatever it's called um, I started talking to everybody because it's like, have all the things. Mm-hmm. Don't mind if I do. It's like, all right, sure. Um, I like and also, free don't, stuff. 
And also, don't forget to pick up your free long cat meowth from Mystery Gift as soon as you get access to it. Yes. And I, I was so excited to see long cat meowth that I ended up using it against a ghost type, forgetting that it would be useless against a ghost type. <laughs> and luckily, it was a bot match, so nobody could see me be that stupid. <laughs> Just as a, a, I guess, a helpful tip, if you happen to miss um, your free gift from Nintendo, there is somebody who will trade you a... Uh, Galarian Meowth for an original Meowth, which will also Dynamax that way. Oh no, but I want both. Oh wait, you can try a Galarian Meowth. Okay, never yeah. mind. Right. So how do I? So if you evolve your Galarian Meowth or the the Mystery Gift Meowth, will it still Dynamax in a long cat form? No. No. Don't evolve it. Now no. We know. So that's why it's if you can get two, if you're you know a Dex completer. Um, I don't know if breeding's around yet. It is. But... Yeah. Oh, okay. The, good. Yeah. the daycare is outside of the first badge city. Okay. And husband and I also confirmed last night that Ditto is the game, so is Ooh, in the game, so excellent. you can Xerox is back. You, you can Xerox your Pokemon because we were both kind of freaking out about that. Yeah. Where is it? I think like halfway through the game. Ugh. I want to say. Yeah, I'm upset. Oh. I was like, all right, I got to go get myself an army of uh, Galarian Ponitas, only to find out they're after the fourth gym. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to be able to breed my Grookey so that I can trade for the rest of the starters. Mm. Same. Yes, yes, yes. Same, same. Um, what what other pro tips can I think of? I, I think that's like all the stuff that can be missed thus um, far, but I, I haven't even gotten to the third gym yet. Yeah, pro tip that I would say, um, you get an opportunity to be in the wild area before you even register for the first, uh, before you even register for the gym. I would say skip the wild area the first opportunity you have to visit it and go and beeline straight for the first gym. Because um, one of the things that they've done with this game is you can only capture Pokemon up to a certain level. And that mm -hmm. is based on the gyms you've defeated. So prior to the first gym, I think it's um, you can catch up to level 15 or 20. And up to level 20 will obey you. And then it jumps up to like 25 uh, catching and 30 obey. Um, the obey is, of course only things that have been traded so you're fine if you're like me and it's like i don't trade anything and you said that you were smacking around high level onyxes to get uh lots yeah of experience. so the nice thing about being in the wild area early is if you decide that you want to just power level really quickly um find one of the large versions of a pokemon they'll be wandering outside of the grass and those will be too high level for you to catch initially, but they're really high level, so they're worth a bunch of experience. Hey, I was uh, smacking um, Digger Bees, because Onyx was a little bit too powerful for me, but Digger Bees were just kind of the right level for me to poke it with my Grookey stick and get Grookey lots of the XD. Yeah, because the first move you learned, the first first grass move, you weren't as grooky as a uh, stick po or poke stick or your yeah. It's called stick poke, and that's basically what the animation is. You just poke things with the stick. Yeah. Hey, can we talk <laughs> about how cool they set up the start of that game? 
So I feel like they've learned a lot. So like the first thing that you do when you get, when you choose your starter is get into a battle where you're fighting a Wulu and you only have normal moves. But as soon as you KO the Wulu, you gain an elemental move and that elemental move is strong against whatever Pokemon that Hop has. I feel like they did such a good job of like implementing that idea because there's going to be a lot of people that started with Pokemon Let's Go and still struggle with move types. So I feel mm -hmm. like they did such a good job introducing that concept in this game. Yeah, because when you you instinctively want to use the new move and then uh, Hop immediately says, oh, you already know about type matching, huh? And it's, I, also, you're right. I, you're no, right. Sorry, I go thought, ahead. No, you're right. I thought that was a cool little moment. Also, for people that are veterans of the game, you actually get Pokeballs earlier um, than you would in most games. And so if you catch stuff before you get to the point where there's a Pokeball tutorial, he'll uh, Leo will just say, oh, I see you know how to catch Pokemon, and you don't even have to bother with the tutorial. And you can back out of almost every single tutorial in the game. Yes. So awesome. Also, um, gym challenges are cool. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, so that's the... I think thing I was the most excited about um, when I was playing through, it's just like the whole gym atmosphere is just night and day from all the other games. Um, it feels more exciting. And I know that it's, you know, I guess a reference to the, the setting that they kind of put it in, but man, it's damn cool. I just mm -hmm. like, I love being in, I love seeing the crowds cheering and stuff like that, even though it's not for anything in particular, it's just that excitement and that electricity. It's like, I almost wish this was like a real thing because I would go to these every single time. <laughs> so how do you like the story so far being more focused on just league stuff rather than any sort of, you know, I mean, planetary I don't duty? really... I'm, I'm really fine with not Pokemon. having to save the world. Okay. I don't play Pokemon for the story. I play for the fun of catching and actually talking with all my friends about where we are and what we've caught and the funny little moments. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that. I I don't really care for the, you know, the cheesy cookie cutter story that they've been I using for a while. I feel like I'm on an anime story though, an anime journey rather. You know, no. Probably because of the rival. <laughs> the rival keeps saying things about having his like. He's the only person I'm just like. Okay, every time you speak, you kind of make me cringe. Um, with the like, I'm on a legendary adventure with my story that I'm gonna write, and everybody's gonna love it. And uh, you know, um, so I, the thing that I find really interesting is like the Pokemon community seems to be split as to whether you should have a fun, loving, like enthusiastic rival, or if you should have basically Gary Oak and you want to like kick them <laughs> in the nards. <laughs> and so they have literally split the difference in this one. And there is both. Yeah. And by See, the way, I just, if I seriously uh, want to kick baby in the nards. Yeah. I've, I've just run into is it Bede or Bede? I don't know. I assume Bede. We're gonna have to ask uh, Alex. I'm, uh, I'm gonna call him Bede. Uh, Alex and I've is always... on the call. It's, he could tell us. Yeah, it's, it's not a British name, so. Okay. I don't know. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I've I've only run what into him in the lobby. <laughs> uh, 
I've only seen him in the lobby, and I pointed to Vaughn and was like, is this your rival? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, I already hate him. And Vaughn's like, yep, he is a dickhead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he can go to hell. Hey. Oh. All right. So, uh, 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 all right. What was I going to say? The uh, Your journey, your story is very focused on you being just a Pokemon trainer, and that's kind of cool. But do mm-hmm. you get to do any, like, ancillary things that you would do on an actual, on an actual, on a anime-inspired Pokemon journey? Like, are there contests or fashion shows oh, or anything? About me, I lied. What? It, it's it's Bede, and he's actually an English saint. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Bede. Yeah, he ain't no saint in this game. Sorry, <laughs> Bede. It's Bede? Bede? Okay. Oh, Bede. Yeah. Okay. He reminds me too much of Draco Malfoy. Uh, yeah. You're right. That's a very good reference. Yeah. Just think, think, thinks he's better than everyone else. And uh, I can't wait to stop this face. Is, don't in. you distract my boy. I don't really know. Um, so no, no fun things to do on the side then? I don't know yet. I haven't gotten far enough. I'm too busy catching um, things. She she's made curry. I haven't made curry yet. Okay, you can make curry. All yeah, right, that's I'm bad at making curry. Yeah. Don't ask me to make curry. Okay. Uh, I make first... curry only a coughing would oh. love. Oh, that's that's something. Um, My first curry was like just average. It was a two star. I'm guessing it's a three star system. Um, yeah, it was a two star. <laughs> Jokes on you. The... It's a ten star system. No, I yeah, think I it's five. <laughs> oh, even better. Um, yeah, it was like, it gave me like a Wobbuffet tier. And I'm like, well, that could be okay. Well, Wobbuffets aren't that like bad. Yeah. So I mean, all yeah. the effects were positive. It's not like you're poisoning your Pokemon. I think right. I poisoned my Pokemon. You did not poison your Pokemon. No. See, when I set up camp, I couldn't figure out how to make curry. I just played with them with the cat toys. Um, So down on the bottom right, there's a bunch of options in one of those. Oh, oh I, Anna, I think you misunderstand. I think Kelly preferred just playing with the cat toys. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, okay, there's cat toys here. <laughs> That's what I, I'm doing I, for the next two hours. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a Meowth and a um, Perloon in my party. And, of course, I start waving the cat toys, and both of the cats go nuts, but then the yamper just didn't care. But then as soon as I switched to the ball, the yamper's like, okay, now I'm interested. Kelly's (laughs) Kelly's logged 180 hours into this, and 178 of those are wiggling the cat toys. You can play fetch with a Magikarp. Uh, That doesn't work. Yes, Yes, it does. Can it move? (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's the videos are out there it's amazing (laughs) play fetch with your magikarp please i need to go play i need to catch a magikarp just so i can play fetch well good the good news is apparently all you can catch are magikarps or so it seems on Uh... anna's game (laughs) yeah that's all i've gotten out of the one (laughs) all right so how how are we doing Uh, before this game came out there were a bunch of leaks about like what's in the game, what's not in the game, how long the game is, what features were cut, what Pokemon were cut. How how's uh how are those leaks comparing to what's uh actually going on in the game? Pretty inaccurate. Pretty inaccurate, huh? Oh. So our slash our Pokemon has uh repented and said, Okay, 
Sorry, Game Freak. You were telling the truth, and it's awesome. Hell no. No? I'm sure they're doubling down. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's unfortunate. I took a look at the number just out of morbid curiosity of what's available, and there's 400 of the, what, 800 and some odd or however many there are now. And I'm like, that's more than enough for everybody. Is that a, well, a confirmed number now? Like, Cerebi uh, has the Cerebi official says list. It. Okay. Yeah. That's but, where I you went. Know, Go ahead. I, sorry, I don't know if you guys remember me bringing my entire living Pokedex into Ultra Sun and Moon and just kind of playing through the game with, ever, with whatever I wanted. And I said I kind of had a miserable time doing it like that. I didn't because know you could were... do that. I thought yeah. you couldn't do like those imports until afterwards. No, um, using the Pokemon box, I pretty much imported the entire box over whether or not I could use anything was another story. But I just bred uh, brand new ones with exactly what I wanted and played through the entire game like that and ended up having a miserable time because it's like I have no reason to catch anything. You know, it's just a gym battle at this point, and I thought it was kind of boring. And truth be told, I'm kind of glad that I can't do that in this game so that I can actually enjoy it and look forward to catching new Pokemon and ones that I already have, but, you know, might have a slightly different move set or what have you. I mean, honestly, that's a, an issue in every single Pokemon game. It's like, I've already done this before. I have all these high-level Pokemon. Do I really want to level them all up again? And your first thought is like, eh, no. Um, but then it's like, well, if I just overpower everything, I'm not having fun in the game and there's no challenge. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I do want to start from scratch, but I don't want to spend all this time doing it again. So like they need to make the leveling, you know, traveling experience of completing the game fun. Um, and then it's really a question of, okay, well, if that is fun or if that isn't fun, like if it is fun, great. You had fun just leveling up and you enjoyed the game and then you got some new Pokemon and now you can start comp- catching them all, right? That's cool. What if you didn't enjoy the the leveling experience? You know, well then what? The, the, the game better have a lot of post game that you enjoy. But well, I think that's, that's where that's the where things get real messy because some people really enjoy Pokemon post game and some people want nothing to do with it. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that a lot of that is counterbalanced with all of the experience options they have now. So they, I think they know that people, there are some people who don't care to, you know, grind every Pokemon they have to 100. So they have the experience share for your whole party and they have those little experience nuggets you get from the wild area and stuff. So you don't really have to spend a ton of time, uh, you know, leveling like you did in the older games. Um, at least that's what I'm finding. Yep. Because I... I f- I sit on both ends of it, right? I enjoy the RPG elements of that. Like, I, I get satisfaction out of watching my, you know, characters grow and, and evolve and things and seeing all the new stuff that they get. But um, with, like, the older ones, you know, ones I've leveled up countless times, like a Magikarp, you know, I've done that for eight games now. And, you know, I know when it evolves and I know when it does and everything, but... Um, I don't have to actually use it and grind it out with its splash and tackle for the you know 15 levels that I have it. Um, I could just sit at my party and it just gains levels on its own, which is what it's doing right now. Or you could just feed it a bunch of experience candies and right solve the problem. 
I, I love the experience candies, if you can't tell. Yeah, how do those work in this one? So they give each one gives a set amount of experience. So if you have like a level five Pokemon and you give it an extra small experience candy, you can get like maybe one or two levels out of that. Or and <clears throat> the subsequent larger ones give more and more. Yeah. So extra small candy gives a hundred. Like, yeah. And it scales up from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's fixed experience versus just a level. Mm-hmm. Cause I had, I, I did my first raid battle right after I caught that one turtle. And I wanted to get that one up to snuff so that I could have a good water type to use. So I just used every experience candy I got from that battle. And it ended up being like level 14, which is what my party was at the time. So it was really handy. Are you all people who rename your Pokemon? Yes. Alex is. Oh, I didn't used to be, but I decided to do it this time around. That's yeah. That's another thing. I am not figure out theme, and they have a feature where you can turn it off. It's so good. My husband and I mind melded last night. Apparently, we both named a stunky butt face. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, it, instead of prompting you every time you capture a Pokemon, if you turn that feature off, it won't. Prompt it doesn't you do it. So nope. It saves you time. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's so good. I'm sure speedrunners love it too, but man, I'm I'm happy about it. I'm just like, because I don't. I don't name my Pokemon different names. Um, I It makes it too hard for me to learn the new ones. I name them the, I name the ones that I like to, or plan on using, because I like doing stupid names. Um, on, on Twitter, I got a lot of attention for naming my uh, woo-woo ducktails. Woo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, how many are the ones that I might use at some point? I like it. Um, so what are you... Uh... Hmm. Oh, right. What are the other interesting options they've added? Any other quality of life features? Um, permanent escape rope. Oh. That's nice. Yep. Yes. Um, easy movement between all cities. You can either fly mm-hmm. between places or take a train. You can always fly, right? Yeah, this is a taxi service. Oh. So you got Uber? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. could just go right to the mini-map and pick a place, and a Corviknight will come pick you up. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bird. Can I jump Yeah. On? All right. And then you have to wait while it flies the entire flight path. In no time. No. Nope. Oh, it's not World of Warcraft. Just All a load right, screen. <laughs> so. I will admit the um, load screens have kind of annoyed me a little bit, but I guess that's just comes with the territory, especially Our loading names. in the wild. Yeah, I, especially I'm loading totally, in the wild area. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with it because it reminds me what I'm doing and where I'm going. And honestly, yeah. it's really easy for me to forget in a Pokemon game. That's actually what I was going to note was that at least the loading screens are really useful. Um, and and some of them are pretty tasteful for what they are. Uh, like going through the loads in the gym area, um, they're actually pretty neat. Um, and they add more than they take away. Um, the Pokedex also recommends stuff for you to catch too. Which That's is- cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what the recommendations are based on, though. No idea. Just says, hey, hey, there's a thing here. You ought to go get it. And when you get it, you get a congratulations yeah, message. Yeah, no, it, it really reinforces catching them all, asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chris, you were asking more quality of life. So one of the options, um, I just went to look. Uh, you can have it automatically send Pokemon to your boxes instead of asking you if you want to. That's because, what I have set. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, this, in this game, you can actually... It allows you, if you want, to take the Pokemon you just caught and put it in your party as opposed to just shipping it to the box. Um, but you can set that to just automatically ship to a box and your party is full. Yeah, uh, that's right. Ni- that's how it used to be. It would just ship it to the box. Yeah. Acting like that's a new feature. But really, the new feature is to be able to use it when your party is right. full. Nice. Okay. Right. Um, the nicknames one is there. Uh, they have a gyroscope feature you can turn off. Uh, what does which- the gyroscope do? I it says for camera controls in the Pokemon camp, um, oh. but I just turned mine off because I don't ever really care for gyroscope that much. Okay. Um, the auto save can be turned off. Uh, they have a casual controls which allow you to play with one hand. Um, so for me, that's been amazing uh, when I'm holding a baby in the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can skip all your movies as well. I think that's the gist of them. I had to turn off the casual controls for the wild area, though, because not being able to control the camera was driving me crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with this game. I don't know how everybody else feels. Me, too. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I think this is uh, a, a far cry. Uh, of a better game than it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the changes they've made so far have been really good. Uh, I haven't seen anything that's, I, I had a hard time going through um, the sun and moon version. Um, I don't actually even think I've beaten it yet just because it didn't feel all that good to me. And this one is much better. I like how they changed it up instead of it being gym battles, it being challenges and sun and moon. Well, and I like that. um, So they've changed it up again here. And the thing that I like is um, when you're doing um, challenges, the the gym challenges so far, um, you can either battle or do a thing. Mm. So like when I went to the grass gym, I had to herd Wooloo. And I could either avoid um, the little doggos or I could fight the trainer in the area and they would call back the doggos so that I didn't have to worry about avoiding them. Okay, that's cool that you can do that. I have options. So that was cool. Um, I didn't actually realize that because I I did both. I would herd the Wooloos into the little gated area and then I'd go back and fight the trainer. I didn't realize that the trainer would actually pull the doggos away. I appreciated time time to Pokedex was very short in this one. Well, and you can catch things before you have a Pokedex. Yeah. Yeah. They give you Pokeballs really early. It's great. And they give you a lot of them. Also, Premier Balls are now a reward for everything. And you you get as many as multiples of tens. 
So like in older games, you had to buy 10 Pokeballs, get a Premier Ball. Buy 10 Pokeballs, get a Premier Ball. If you buy 90 Pokeballs, you you get get nine nine Premier Balls. I think it it hasn't been that way. No. Oh, in Let's Go, it was. It was only in the last one or two. Yeah. Let's Go was the same way. Um, But I don't know any earlier than that. Are we are yep. we Pokemon doubt? Are we Pokemon? Alex, you haven't I, been talking a lot, so I don't know. Do you have anything else that we haven't mentioned? Eh, eh not really. I've only just got to uh, Stoke, so. How how British is this game? <laughs> it's fairly British. Uh, Alex right. can tell you about my little uh, snafu that I had. Oh, yeah, Peter, Peter, thought, Peter thought there was a typo, but it's just British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the guy, right in the beginning of the game, um, your rival comes into your room and he's like, hey, I see you play on your Flash new phone. And I was like, Flash new phone? No, it's it's a flashy new phone, right? And I posted about it on Twitter and Alex is like, nope, that's just British. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like, this isn't like, this isn't just set in a like, you know, European style area. Like they went ham and I don't know that they did that in any of the other ones. Like, yeah, no, the Hawaii one didn't have any like aloha. Oh, yes, it did. Eh, Not as much as this. Not as much as this. Yeah, I mean, the professor kind of did, and he, the professor in X and Y was very French, but that was about the extent of it. Yeah, I feel like it was just like a character or yeah, something. X and Y was the know. nicest France imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peter, would you say that your pants at Britishisms? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm seeing all these different things. Bless you. It's pants I'm seeing all these different core, yeah, like terminologies, and I'm like, I don't know what any oh, of this is. Just I'm like. I'm finding my way around. <laughs> so I started yeah. reading all my playthrough to Anna Marie in in my uh, wonderful British accents. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and she just left the room. It was sad. I was like, "Oh, you're you're leaving? Yeah, I've decided that I'd rather be uncomfortable in the other room than hear you any longer." Oh. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. It was pretty bad. But more or less, yes. I'm going to do it two or more later. So. Oh, please, no. Oh, yes. Please. I'm going to call you from my work trip next week and do British over the phone. I'm <laughs> just not going to pick up the phone. Oh, no. Could you, could you imagine how insufferable he'd be if there was an Australian region in Pokemon? No, I would just, everything would just sound British still in my in my poor acting, so it wouldn't matter. You think that's a Pokeball? That's a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> what even? Yeah. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> that's that's kind of the um, point. Yeah, when I've been reading everything, uh, I've been reading just about everything that comes through. Even if it's a, a woman, I read everything in Michael Caine's voice. <laughs> like, that's the that's the best I got. <laughs> All right, I think we're finally. Pokemon I think we're poking out. out. <laughs> All right. Um, has anyone played anything else? Yeah, Alex has been playing other things. 
Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, I played what Stay Cool Kobayashi san. So I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts about this because all of the reviews and impressions that I've been reading is that it is short and shallow. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh. I mean, yeah, you can easily complete it in two hours. <gasps> oh, gross. It, yeah, it seems like one that you it's meant to be replayed a few times, but even then it's still fairly pretty shallow. You're... You can unlock stuff to upgrade characters, but yeah, once you complete the game, you probably don't need that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a very basic brawler, and that's pretty much about it. Can you at least level up? No. (laughs) So, in other words, play River City Girls. So it's not really a River City game, is it? Alright. Yeah. Um, I've not played many River City games, so I can't comment on that, but yeah, it's it's a very basic basic game. It's there is a story, but it's sort of been it's not much of one. You are just basically running around beating things up and then success. There is I think there is a true ending, but that just d- depends on what order you beat stuff up in. And it's quite obvious. Yeah. So um the first time you beat a boss they will tell you their number, yep. essentially. And so you beat the game for the first time, and then you go back and beat it in the quote-unquote proper order, and you'll get a different ending. Yeah, that's, I think that's the best ending, and then there's four other endings, which I believe are based entirely on like your point total in the end. Uh, okay. This game but, does not sound good, which is kind of mm, disappointing. Cause yeah. I am... And I mean, I said to Chris the other day, I was like, for 15 bucks, I wasn't expecting a lot, but this sounds even crappier than um, like uh, uh, River City Knights of Justice, and that was a $15 game. Anyways, yeah. I'm just, I'm bummed, because it's like, all right, all these River City games coming out, except most of them suck. All right. All right. Uh, Peter, have you been playing anything besides Pokemon? I have. Um, well, before Pokemon, anyways. Um, I was still playing Harvest Moon Mad Dash, um, and then I had gotten stuck, uh, which I had actually sent you that message about. <laughs> uh, I still have not tried your tactic on that. Um, but basically, the part I had gotten stuck on was this area with a very small area, um, set of land to farm on, and coconuts are falling from the sky. And I had tried everything. But it was like all the coconuts did not want to cooperate with me. And I would make like giant coconuts. I'm like, oh, okay, one's bound to fall on this guy. Nope. They would just fall everywhere else. And uh, the way that the plants were coming back, it was just like melding together so that I couldn't actually harvest them properly. It was it was a mess. And I, I like I said, the minimum score you need is 10K to get a one star. And I was anywhere between three and five. Like, that's how bad I was doing on this stage. Yeah, it was yeah, it was miserable. I was just like, I cannot figure this out. So I took a break from that, and I was like, all right, well, I'll step away. I'd sent you the text about, you know, how I could possibly get better at it. And uh, I actually booted up Axiom Verge, which was funny that we had mentioned it in our 2016 recap. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I 
really love Metroidvanias, and um, Axiom Verge had been sitting on my shelf for quite some time now. Wait, and... did I just accidentally bring up Axiom Verge before the show started, and you all had played it this week? Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we also had a brain meld. So we had a brain... uh... wow, it really yeah. is to 2016. <laughs> um but yeah it's a it's a solid game man uh i love the pixel art in it they did a good job um putting that together and making it feel like uh you know a, i guess an homage to metroid and i hear that there's more um i guess nods to it um i have not gotten to that specific part yet but i'm curious to see it when i get there um is it is it old enough now that I can spoil? Which one? Uh, Axiom Verge. Um, I don't know, probably. What do you think? Uh, yeah, all right. Go I'll for it. forget by the time I play it anyway. I mean, it's not a huge spoiler, but there's a there's a an item that you get, which is like a code inputter, and it's used in the game to like translate different um, texts that you get that are not in a language that you can read. Right. And um, one of the codes you can put in, I think, is like. It's Justin Bailey. Yeah, uh, which that's from Metroid. Allow, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it allows you to play as the main character in like a swimsuit, as opposed to oh, his normal sake. like <laughs> lab coat. Yeah, yeah. As I mean, it's like I haven't gotten Amazing. it, yet, but I found it. I found out about it, and I'm like, that's hysterical. So I love that the little like this guy really like made his own game, but you know, kind of nodded back to like, hey, this is where it kind of came from, and uh, thanks, you know, Nintendo for doing something so cool and inspiring me um and i i really enjoyed that so yeah i i think i played i played that uh i want to say maybe like 12 or 14 hours in um so i got pretty far and then pokemon came out and i kind of uh you know put it down for for that but um just uh to note on pokemon i was also going to be team sobble um but i ended up switching to uh score bunny last minute so <laughs> i i went the other way this is the second only the second game ever where i've chosen a starter that wasn't water um, i chose score bunny too yeah he's I adorable think, i think this is the first game well this and original that i haven't chosen fire starter i can yeah. choose whichever one i like i don't really have an element i stick to i I tend to prefer like cute and fuzzy, which t- tends to be the fire starter. But um, OG Bulbasaur is the cur- is the easy mode. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for me, it's always been um, cute, not fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> so usually the water types fit in that role. Uh, like I said, the exceptions were Gen Two, where I I just adored Cyndaquil, and uh, this Gen, which the bunny is. Just adorable. Plus the fist bump. It sold me. The fist bump the is fist. the best. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't not, you not have a fist, fist bump, bump the other two when you get them? Nope. Okay. Yeah, every that's... everyone yeah. has its own thing. Yeah. No, that means there's only one correct one. Yes, yeah, so I knew I made the right choice whenever I saw that. <laughs> it's like, yep, <laughs> this is it. This is what I needed in my life. So But, but did you name your score bunny tricks? I did not. Uh, no nicknames for me. Aww. Silly rabbit. I, Tricks are for kids. But um, yeah, I just actually, uh, while we were on the podcast, I finished the first gym and I'm heading over to the second gym now. That's been it. Cool. 
What else are you playing? Nothing else? No, that's it. Just those well, Pokemon now nonstop, but uh, I'll go back to Axiom and Harvest Moon once I'm done here. All right, so Kelly, I think you're the last one to go. <clears throat> yeah, I had finished Octopath Traveler on su- or Monday, and I, you know, Anna just needs a Anna is right jar for everything that she has ever done that I agree oh, with. Don't encourage her <laughs> because I tried to do that post game thing where you can like fight a whole bunch of mega bosses to get the true ending. And when I found out that you cannot save nor heal during that gauntlet, I was like, okay, screw this. I finished the game. I'm going to put this away and play something else because I am not putting myself through that kind of torture. <laughs> so I, I consider Octopath Traveler to be done. I finished all eight scenarios, um, did a handful of the side quests, but nothing really too fancy, though I do appreciate that every um, – person you meet throughout the course of the game has like an epilogue side quest that you can do um i did the one where uh the primrose's epilogue where you find a job for one of the uh one of the brothel girls and the uh the coach driver which was really cute I don't know if you guys remember those characters or not, or if it's been too long. Um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat it one more time for You're me? You're finding a Primrose. It's a Primrose epilogue quest. Oh, yeah. The the girl. You yeah. find a job yeah. for her. Yes, a real yeah, job. You, yeah, you like... find a job for her and yes. the coach driver, and they're, the lady that hires the coach driver is like, wow, you weren't kidding about him being Kurt. And the lady's like, yeah, he is, but he's a good driver, so cut him some slack. And it was just really, really cute. Um, I finished that, and then, you know, because I knew I had Pokemon coming up, I wanted to play just very short things. So I ended up playing through Dragon Quest One on my Switch. And that that the Switch version of that game looks like an RPG Maker game. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I mean, it's it's still the good, the awesomeness of Dragon Quest underneath, but I just couldn't get past those. I mean, I could get those past past those visuals because I finished it, but it was just very like the Super Nintendo version of this looks so much better. Um, yeah, I, fi- I finished that, and then I, you guys talking about Sparklight is hilarious because I got sucked hard into Crypt of the ne- Necro Dancer this week. I was seeing you play that, good for you. <laughs> oh my god, that game is so good, but it makes me so bad. But makes makes me feel so good when I actually can get a decent run. Can you do the thing where you can turn off the rhythm requirement in the in that one too? Um. There's a character you can play called the Bard that Ah. keeps his multiplier even if you don't stick to the rhythm. And he is good for unlocking a lot of the items and collecting diamonds and stuff. And then once you finish the game with him, you could go back as Cadence and kind of do the story, which is what I was doing. Um. I didn't realize that unlock it. I think it's like the werewolf character lets you spend diamonds to bring stuff into the dungeon until like dungeon five. And um, dungeon five has that uh, electricity thing going for it, where if you stand on a certain line, you can um, zap things. So bringing that or doing that in a bow 
pretty much lets you cheese that dungeon pretty easily. I mean, and even then, I was still making stupid mistakes, like zigging when I should have zagged and all kinds of stuff. But I'm when I'm Pokemon out, I'm probably going to go back to that game and see if I can't finish it with Cadence, and then probably kind of spend that same energy on getting Sparklight because it sounded like Sparklight had that same kind of play loop. Would you agree, Anna? Um, I don't know enough about... Um... Crypt of the Necrodancer? Yeah. yeah. I thought you played Vanilla Crypt of the Necrodancer. No, she did not. I only I'm... played Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, I'm bad at rhythm games. So I was like, why would I want to play a game that I'm not good at? Uh, you know, I think you would like Crypt of the, the Necro Dancer if you just played in bard mode. Oh, I'm sure I would. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. And, you know, I after I played Cadence of Hyrule, I downloaded Crypt of the Necro Dancer and at first was really bad at it and kind of put it away. But then this time around, it kind of clicked for me. So it might click for you. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I I feel like if I'm going to play a game like that, I want to play Cadence of Hyrule because I like the Zelda music. Yeah, I, I do too. And I do like that Cadence that you, you can get stuff that's a little bit more permanent. Yes, that is nice. But but I, I think you would like it. But that's Yeah, maybe just... I'll pick it up on sale at some point. Yeah, because I think I picked it up for like two bucks. Yeah, because if you if you guys remember, I I accidentally bought Cadence of Hyrule trying to buy this. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but if you um, don't get the game. I still encourage you picking up the soundtrack because it is just so well done. Oh yeah, I was humming those songs all day, and I was particularly liking the songs in the lava area because it switched from like hard rock to techno. Mm-hmm. And all those songs are so catchy. As they should be, because it's a rhythm game. But yeah, that's all I've played. And tons of Pokemon when I finally got it. Right. I think that's what everybody's been playing. Yes. Hey, Chris. Yeah. It's time for feedback. It's time for the feedback. Ah, uh, feedback. Dun, 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 dun. No? Okay. Strawberry Egg says, like in it. answer to our question of... Uh, whatever it was. What was our question? Yeah, it wasn't written in there. I c- yeah, kind of forgot. I think it's... Oh, do you feel like you need to finish games? Or are you okay with stopping before the end if you've gotten all you can? Strawberry Egg said, Yes, I would rather complete any and every game I start. I don't play many games that I dislike enough or grow disinterested enough to stop before completing them. I also don't like leaving things unfinished in general. Having said that, I still haven't finished Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, The Crystal Bearers, so... <laughs> That's all right. Don't, don't finish it. Victor says, I would like to remind occasional World of Warcraft players, including Chris, that the WoW Anniversary event includes three mounts. If you miss the event, these mounts will likely become either impossible to obtain or very expensive to buy on the black market auction house. The Deathwing mount discussed on the podcast is fairly easy to get. The other two mounts are a wolf for Horde and a ram for Alliance from playing the special Alterac Valley PvP event. The PvP event has been recently hotfixed so that the best way to earn the mounts is to do various Alterac dailies over the course of Day- several days. 
The good news is that completing that grind on one character of either faction will earn both mounts. As to the question of the week, I do feel the need to finish games that I spend more than one to two hours playing. Looking up the game's ending on YouTube does not count. Despite, or perhaps because of this trait, I stop playing far too many games after an hour or two. Usually I'll shelve them and then try them again later, possibly years later. I used to feel the need to earn 100% completion on games, but not anymore. Only certain games deserve 100% completion. Only the rare, special games that are so good one doesn't want to stop playing until there's literally nothing left to do. Even when a game is excellent, if 100% completion requires something tedious, for example, collecting 900 Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild, or abhorrent, for example, laying siege to innocent cities or questing for an evil artifact weapon in Puzzle Quest, then it's still not worth it. Did you do that in Puzzle Quest, Anna? Maybe. You did? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't bring up the PvP amounts because I don't really care for PvP, and to me they just didn't look that different from the PvP amounts you could already get anyway, so... Hmm. Just saying. No, that's fair. Playtime says, or Platym3, I still, I still pronounce it Playtime. It looks like Playtime. All right. Over the past year, I finally compiled a list of every RPG I've ever played. It's about 130 games total that I've rolled credits on and fewer than 10 that I've not completed. And even most of those will be completed relatively soon. I have a need to roll credits on most anything I start unless it's completely not worth my time. Something that very rarely happens. Featherhoof says, I do feel guilty when I don't finish a game I start. When I was younger and had more disposable free time, I was absolutely a 100% completionist. Now I'm just happy if I'm lucky enough to actually get the roll credits. I have more than a handful of games sitting on my shelf right now that are only partially completed or barely started, and I feel a lot of guilt having spent that money and not finished them. Crawl says, I tend to feel compelled to finish almost every game I start. I tend to try to do everything as well. Every side quest, hunting for hidden items, etc. But if I haven't got everything by the time I roll credits, I'll call it a day. Post-game content I'll do if I'm really into the game, or it offers a worthwhile addendum to the game uh, to the main story, e.g. Dragon Quest VIII on both counts. But you can forget about New Game Plus. See, Anna, another person says you should have done Dragon Quest VIII. Does does gaming bring out obsessive-compulsive disorder, or was it always there? Either way, the fact that I want to finish games before starting another is not helpful for backlog purposes. (laughs) So it sounds like RP gamers tend to struggle with this completing games compulsion. Just a bit. Yeah. I mean, in general, RPGs are long, too, so I, I feel like that may skew the results. I'd be curious to know on Platy's side of things what he considers worthwhile. Like, what is his criteria for that? Because I feel like we all have something like that. Um, but what is it for Platy that he, you know, uh, feels is not worth his time, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, if I'm not, I mean, I don't want to say not enjoying a game. Typically, if I'm just playing something for the story and not really into the the rest of the systems that make it up like the battle system or not, then I'll just finish the story. But if it's a game that I w- just cannot put down, then I will try to complete it. Hmm. 
Well, shall we get into the news? All right. First up is a big long story that you're just going to have to read. But what it has in it is combat review battles being detailed for the new Soccer Wars game. So um, it has anime laughter. It has character models. It has discussions of field battles. It has a picture where you have no idea what the heck's going on because there's so many numbers and health bars on the screen. <laughs> so you can go check that out uh, along with a little Japanese trailer and uh, see if you can understand uh, how the battles are working then. Um, so this is a com- it's a competition thing in that. So it's not like the regular battles. This is a competition battle story thing. So you can check that out. Um, sounds like one of the unique things they are doing in this game. Rune 2 is out. What's Rune 2? Okay. Uh, all right. Human Head Studios, hack and slash RPG, Rune 2. Oh, so it's a, it's a Diablo-ish. Yes. Diablo-like. It's a Diablo Rune-like. All right. Well, looking for gameplay in the trailer, and I don't see any. Just a lot of screaming monsters. Uh, it's out on the Epic Game Store. It's 30 bucks. It is not a direct sequel, but it takes place in the same universe. Uh, you Playing as Midgard Saver, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Also, the uh, uh, Human Head Studios is now becoming Roundhouse Studios under Bethesda Softworks. And it's based in Madison, Wisconsin. Anna, there's a ga- another game studio in our city that huh. we didn't know about. Cool. All right. Do you want to go work for Bethesda? No. Are you sure? They're right here. Yeah. No? Okay. We'll have to talk about that later. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Destiny 2 are in the Google Stadia launch lineup. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the lineup t- is a little bit l- shorter than people were hoping. <laughs> also, let's talk about the AMA for a second. All right, go for it. All right, so what they did, they did an AMA this week where they clarified how the family accounts work. Which and- is to say they don't. They do. So what they've done is they've split the family um, accounts into two sections where the family control will be available at launch, but family sharing will not. So they recommend you just buy the game a second time. Mm. Okay. That's not helpful. (laughs) That's not, that's like the opposite of what I was trying to do to begin with, (laughs) but you're having me do that. Yeah. Why? So yeah, uh, that that went over like a ton of bricks. Yeah, no kidding. Why would they do that, Anna? Because it's a feature that isn't ready. Yeah. Okay. But the answer being just buy another copy. Don't you people have phones? Oh, but you can manage your kids' games as long as you buy that other copy. Or yeah. is that not even in there? No, 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 no. You can you can manage your children's accounts. And that has to be done either via an iOS um, phone app or via the computer. It can't even be done on whatever Stadia is. Which I'm still not entirely sure what it is. You don't know what Stadia is? It's like, it's not a... It's it's, game streaming. Yeah, I know. It's just a game streaming service. I know. And if you buy this fancy controller, it can directly talk to the streaming service over Wi-Fi and so your game session can talk right to the controller and you can switch from playing on your TV to your computer to other things. Oh, wait, none of that's in place, actually. So your controller has to be wired to your computer um, and it can only talk directly to Google Chromecast Ultras over local Wi-Fi and none of that Wi-Fi connectivity to the server is actually in place yet. Enjoy! 
Also, here's your your handful of games that they're actually releasing on lineup on launch day on the 19th. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, Guilt, spelled G-Y-L-T. Uh, that's like one of the only original games launching for the service. Uh, Just Dance 2020, Kina, Kine, Kina, I don't know how to say it, K-I-N-E. Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Thumper, Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I can't read the... I think that also says definitive something or other. And then... 20-year celebration. 20-year celebration. Okay, and then that... Whatever, whatever the number is. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, definitive edition. So you get the, th- the three new Tomb Raiders. So there you go. Uh, and there's your launch lineup for Google Stadia. Who's in? I'm Sounds kind like of glad up. that I talked you down from getting the founder pack. Uh, yeah, I don't I think you had to say, talk me down very hard, if it, I recall It correctly. was pretty easy. <laughs> This sounds like ooh yeah all over again. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. Only Chris didn't have to spend a dollar just to get news yep. updates for this one. I didn't have to support it. <laughs> hey, another Diablo-like game, action RPG NEO, is on Steam now. Uh, it's from Japanese developer Blackbeard Design Studio. It is ten bucks or eight. Uh, Quid 19? I don't know what that means. Um, so, uh... Is it the pound symbol? Or yeah, the sure. euro symbol? Uh, no, that's 7 quid 19. Euro 8 19. Whatever, whatever those things are. You know, Alex, I'm just gonna step away, and if you want to beat him for a while, I'm, <laughs> I'll look the other way. Alright, cool. Yeah. N.E.O. follows Isaac, who goes in with his robotic canine partner, Chobi, uh, to... You know, investigate an accident. It's uh, mouse point and click. There's loot. There's loot. Is there loot? I think there's loot. I assume there's loot. Looks like a Diablo game. Looks more Diablo than the last one. Also, you have a robo dog who looks adorable. Anna, have you seen this robotic dog? Yes. Why aren't you playing this game? Because I don't need another Diablo clone. If I want to play a Diablo clone, I would but play Path of a, Exile with you. Have with a you. doggy. You know, no, Path of Exile is real gory. You won't like it. This one has RoboDog, and that's cute. Okay. That seems more your style. What do you want from me? Okay. Look at this cute doggy. Okay. Well, uh, if you want, uh, I wonder if you can pet the good boy. Hmm. You have to check in. You pet the check. dog. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ten bucks. It's out now. So, hopefully, go check the reviews. See if it's any good. I don't actually know. Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth. Wilder Wildermyth. The Donnerwald Experiment. It's on Steam Early Access. It's a tackle RPG from World Walker Games. It I is procedurally am... generated with tactical turn-based combat. Are yeah, you, I'm kind of interested in this, but I don't want to play an Early Access game. All right. It's very cute art style. Um, it's all like paper cutouts. And it's like... Da, da, da. And it's like someone just picked up a piece of paper and said, you're attacking. Dum, dum, dum. And they kind of whack the enemy with it. Um looks neat and all um and cortana just activated on my computer i don't know why uh, and then apparently da 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 means cortana <laughs> I don't there's know a podcast title yeah. da, da, da. uh and then yeah you can check it out this does look like your style game anna it does yeah okay maybe everyone's see how the camera goes 
Uh, it's early access. When will they release? I don't know. It's 20 bucks to get in now. And Wait. Hold on. The initial early access version is available for $20, with the game expected to launch in 6 to 12 months. And then there's also the Donnerwald Experiment, which is another game. So this is an $8 game, and it's command-based combat RPG, so, you know, your normal, like, choose from a menu. That's only 8 bucks. That's going to be in early access for around a year, they expect, uh, where you are following Johanna Procuri, who has lost her creativity as part of a terminal disease called Mary Noctum, which is caused by dream demons. So she meets up with a mole named Montgomery, Montgomery Mole, who aids her in attempting to hunt down the dream demon responsible and remove the disease. Okay, so how's this one work? This is a side-scrolling, left-and-righty RPG, and you go through dreams, and you pet a dog, and you're jumping and platforming and command. Very indie. Go see if you like it. The Donnerwald Experiment. This could also be an Anna game, but it could also not be. We'll see. We'll see when they actually fully release. Yes. Okay. Speaking of release, all sorts of things are being released for the Xbox Game Pass. So, uh, during the X-19 event in X-O-19. London... X-019. X-019. Excuse me. Uh, they announced a bunch of RPGs coming to Game Pass. Uh, right now, there's Remnant from the Ashes, which is a very popular um, Dark Souls-y-like game. Uh, in holiday of 2019, they're going to have Darksiders 3, The Witcher 3, and Vambrace Cold Soul. Vambrace is pretty good. It's like a uh, Darkest Dungeon, but a bit easier. Next year, at some point, they're going to have Chris Tales, which is that... Um, is that the time travel one? I think I mean, so. That's yeah. that forward and yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, was going crazy for it at E3. Yep. Um, Edge of Eternity, which has been out for a while. Um, that is, uh, you know. no, it's in early access still. Wait, what? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This game has been kicking around for so long, I thought it had released already. But you're right, I still get Kickstarter updates on this thing. Edge of Eternity needs to come out and be done already. Haven, whatever Haven is, Pax West. Uh, Haven is. This is the one. Oh, Haven! That's the one where you are the 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 you're the couple in a relationship, and you're collecting stuff while zooming around across the countryside, and then go in and and cook for each other. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming. I was very bad with the controls. Yeah, but we'll have fun with that. Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight Remastered, Final Fantasy Nine. I don't know why Seven and well, I guess I know why Sign Seven doesn't have a remaster. Why doesn't Final Fantasy Nine have its updated version? Is it not officially been remastered, just PC released? Yeah, it was yeah. remastered. Uh, it's not. It's, yeah, it wasn't titled remastered. Final Fantasy VIII was officially okay. titled remastered. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, right. didn't, they didn't need to get another studio in to help with Final Fantasy IX. Okay. Which they did for eight. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, ten, two HD remaster. So you get the most up-to-dated HD of uh, HD versions of that game. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. That's a remaster of twelve. Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XIII 2, and Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. They also announced that um, a version of fourteen is coming to Xbox. Oh, okay. That was in interviews after all of these announcements. They said that fourteen 
the MMO is coming to Xbox. Yep. This is announced. That's a big announcement. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's been PS4 only. Well, for... it, yeah, it wasn't really announced. It was mentioned okay. in passing. All right. Well, there, yeah, it was a weird anything. announcement. It was like, yeah, we're going to put 14 on the system, but we don't have any details about it yet. Uh, is that one of those I'm... things where they're probably trying to work out how to not require Xbox Live for it or something? Maybe. It might be. Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Final Fantasy 15, Minecraft Dungeons. Is that out? Or is this the coming out? April. April. Okay. Um, she dreams elsewhere. I don't know what she dreams about. But she oh. Dreams um. Yeah. So she dreams was a game. So oh. this must be some sort of up make. Maybe. Been uh, shown off since December of last year. It's an indie RPG. I don't think it is. With a main character stuck in a coma. Uh, indie developer Studio Zavir. Players. Uh, or am I thinking of a, the wrong game? Uh, games get similar names sometimes, and they aren't necessarily <laughs> really good. All right, and then also Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami Two. So that's Yakuza Zero One and Two on Xbox. On. Xbox. Is that the first time those games have been on Xbox? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting announcement, isn't it? I bet you the other ones will come to Xbox as well. So here. Uh, there you go. Uh, exciting things, maybe, for you. Depends on you and your tastes. But uh, could be exciting reasons for you to pick up Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, and then, yeah, so they announced so much stuff. You, the, you didn't talk. Did you talk about Kingdom Hearts? wasn't in the list that was next on that one yeah kingdom but hearts now it the is? story so far is coming to xbox one. Oh, okay so and then, that's uh, 1.5 plus 2.5 remix which gets you final mix it's Rechain everything of memories, 358 over 2 2 everything final up mix, to 3 birth by sleep final mix and recoded and then 2.8 final chapter prologue which gets you dream dots dream drop distance hd point two birth by sleep a fragmentary passage oh my god and then Kai back cover a movie. All right, there you go. Do I need to help with play order for this? No, I don't even just play them in the order it's listed here. Yes, yeah, honestly. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't, <laughs> don't just don't play them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good order. I'm I like almost that one. Alex on this one. <laughs> <laughs> No. Play one and two my, and three, and don't play my the rest. heart. But <laughs> my also heart. play Birth by Sleep, and also play. No, that's probably it. Oh, I I feel very attacked, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. in this picture, and I don't like. You already covered the Yakuza titles are showing up. <laughs> um, oh, actually, do we have a date for those Yakuza titles? Let's see. No, I think just next year. Yeah, it's 2020. Oh, uh, early next year. So. so before June, before E3. Yeah. Wasteland <laughs> 3 has a release date. Da, uh, da, da, da. May 19th, 2020. And Yay, something new, that is in February and March. They've got a new trailer showing off the fact that this game has snow in it instead of, you know, traditional wastelands. Uh, you'll be in Colorado. Uh, you're with the Desert Rangers still. Um, and, you know, it's a very... Uh, tactical shooty talky talky game because Fallout. Oh, sorry, this predated Fallout because Wasteland. 
All right, Pearl Abyss has announced new MMORPGs at the G-Star 2019 trade show. Nobody cares, right? Um, that's like the biggest, one of the biggest conventions in Southeast Asia, so yeah. Okay, so Plan 8, a sci-fi shooter MMORPG where players utilize their own exosuits. The way that's written, it makes it sound like I'm going to go to the store, buy an exosuit, and then plug it into my computer to play the game. Please tell me that's what's happening. That's not yeah, what's no, happening, is it? No, no hopefully. Oh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> the second title is Monster Collecting MMORPG Dokev, or D-O-K-E-V, or is that Doki 5? Dokev. Doki V. Doki V. All right. I don't know. Uh, it's consoles and PC, beta test in 2020. Third one is Crimson Desert. Not dessert. I would love a Crimson Desert. This is Crimson Desert. It's uh, originally planned as a prequel to Black Desert, but now it's its own IP set in the continent of Pywell in a fantasy world. Uh, get to check that out. Uh, and then finally, Shadow Arena, which originated as a mode within Black Desert, where 50 players fought against each other with emer- one emerging victorious. Oh, look, a battle royal. The Arena Fighter will include individual and team modes, and they'll get a closed beta test on PC from November 21st, 2019 through November 24th. You can apply on their official website, which is at shadowarena.pearlabyss.com. So Pearl Abyss is the Black Desert people then, I assume? Yes. And they've announced four games, and we have trailers for all these things that you can see on our site. And Dokev, Doki V, looks very adorable. I don't know. Did you look at this at all, Anna? I did. They've got their walking in a crosswalk because they're the Beatles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how well it's localized. Yeah. I I don't even see gameplay here, so who knows? Oh, wait. Maybe that is gameplay. If it is, that looks adorable. There's a big giant duckling just kind of and a dog doggo and a weird thing and a panda boxer and kids doing anime moves. So it's always important in your MMOs. After your anime moves. <laughs> no? Okay. Hero Land is getting a December date and a PC version. Exceed is the ones who announced this. December 3rd, 2019, Hero Land comes out. It's a retro RPG, uh, PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam and Humble Store. Hero Land will be available digitally for 40 bucks and a physical $50 Noble Edition, spelled K-N-O-W-B-L-E which I don't know what's up with that. Oh, it comes with things like the game and some paper cutouts and this soundtrack thing and a, and a little bag and a map of Hero Land. I don't know anything about this game. I don't remember. Things uh, like the game. Huh? I like that. Okay. I just like to say things like the game yeah. included in the Noble Edition. Right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not include the game? Uh, released as Work Cross Work in Japan... Hero Land is set in a hero-based theme park where the protagonist works part-time, featuring retro-style graphics. And you can read Pascal Takaya's impression from E3. And I just saw a bunch of jumping beavers. I don't know what's going on. I thought you liked beavers. Yeah, well, Final Fantasy XIV told me that beavers are the epitome of existence. So You should talk about ExileCon. (laughs) I'll share my funny story. Path of Exile Con has opened with new announcements, like Path of Exile 2. 
Uh, so under the moniker of Path of Exile 4.0.0, they got everyone hyped for new announcements coming up the show. And it turns out that Patch 4.0.0, which comes out late next year, is actually the sequel to the game. Um, and it will be inside the other game. So it's like you're going to boot up the game. When you start a new character, you can choose, am I going to play the original campaign or Path of Exile 2? And that also means all the end game stuff is shared. So your character is created in one. Play, it will do all the same end game content. Uh, they're not splitting their player base. Um, all your stuff is just kind of all in one big thing. And all the improvements and stuff to Path of Exile 2 automatically are part of Path of Exile 1 because it's actually just still the same game. They're just adding a new campaign to it. So uh, they're going to roll out a bunch of these kind of changes uh, gradually over three point, uh, the remainder of the 3.x releases over the course of the year, and then finally a whole new skill system and the new campaign come out with 4.00 late next year. Uh, the new game is going to be set 20 years after the fall or after the death of Katava, um, after you've uh, yeah you know killed some very important characters in the universe. Uh, you are kind of you know you know society starts to rebuild, and now we're going to see how things are going. And uh, yeah, you get a new set of exiles who fall into the same class ar archetypes as the original game. Um, but they've got a whole new choosing uh, screen where you get to choose which one you're saving literally from the gallows to go and play as. And it's it's great. I like that, that, that screen and the way they're doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, they're changing how the sockets work. If you're familiar with Path of Exile, all your equipment has sockets and you put lots of gems into the sockets. And it's all about combining gems that enhance other gems. Well, now that's all going to change. You're going to have a menu on the left where you're your skills gems go and then it will automatically have linked sockets to uh, modify those gems and it simplifies incredibly uh, the gem part of managing all your skills because you don't have to also wait for properly um, equip uh, properly slotted equipment to drop or do a bunch of crafting to get the equipment you need no focus on your skills and modding the gems over there so that's a giant change in quality of life improvement people are very excited about. There are others. I will leave you to go and watch like the announcements and the demos over on the uh, twitch.tv slash Path of Exile. They've got the videos there. You can go watch all the stuff going on at ExileCon right now. How's that work? Was that a good summary? Yeah. I just kind of mostly did that off of my head. Uh... So I, I had a funny thing happen where... Um, one of my clients is Double Damage Games, and um, one of the people that works there, his name is Eric Schaefer. Um, and you may know the Schaefer brothers as the people that made Diablo. And so Eric very casually mentioned to me that he was going to New Zealand and going to ExileCon. And what he didn't tell me is that he's one of the key speakers. <laughs> yeah, he's got a session today with him and David Brevik and uh, Chris, um, the from Wilson. Gear Games, Chris Wilson. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, knew, so I knew they were both, yeah, going to XLCon because Chris told me last time. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go interview these two people who inspired me to make games. So I think that's all that session is, is just going to be a giant love fest. But, you know, there you go. That'll <laughs> we'll be find cool. out later today. Um, what was I going to say? There are other things. Anna, they announced a phone game. Yeah. And nobody got mad. And no one got angry about <laughs> it. <laughs> so they've got, they're doing a phone version of Path of Exile. I forgot to talk about this. It's They are taking Path of Exile, putting it on the phone, trying to make it as authentic as possible and easy to you know play while still being as, as actually Path of Exile as You know, as it I'm kind be. of biased, but I feel like if they can put it on the phone, they can put it on a Switch. Hmm. 
I would be happy with a Switch version. Okay. Neither none of you have seemed interested in Path of Exile in the past, so this is interesting. It's a Diablo clone. Of course, I'm interested. I want it really good. Point and click. I don't. I know, but I'm bad at point point and click on PC, and I'd rather rather just play in bed. Yeah, and this game is already on Xbox and PS4, so it's kind of weird that it's not on Switch. But um, apparently they've been learning a lot about optimizing the game while they're making the phone version, and those improvements are going back into the original version. So it would not shock me if next year all of a sudden they announce some sort of Switch port. So I bet you something like that might happen. All right, yeah, what a stance I'm taking. I bet you something like that might happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, Strong stance, yeah. Chris. They announced a new endgame expansion, which is like a bunch of things that you run over and over for good gear that they've got a whole... And it, there's a map and things unlock and you progress in it. Um, so that's called Conquerors of the Atlas, and it's kind of making fun of how <laughs> you... Uh, High-powered exiles just run these maps over and over, and like, well, the lady who manages the map room is like, these. This group of exiles was like really obsessed with gaining power, and I didn't like what they were becoming, so I just kind of permanently locked them in there. Oops, they found a way out. Can you go kill them? <laughs> and it's as though you, the player character, went crazy with power, and now, and now we're taking care of you. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Kind of meta. All right, and then the other one, they've got a Metamorph Challenge League, which I don't understand what that is, except there's lots of poisons and, and stuff going on. Um, I haven't watched enough on that one. But uh, that that's the Challenge League is like their seasons, so that's going to that's be coming. Um, and then they also announced, right, in Path of Exile 2, another thing coming that people are very excited about, shapeshifting. So people really want like characters like Diablo 2's Druid and stuff. Um, and obviously Diablo 4 is giving that, uh, bringing that back. But so is Path of Exile. They're going to have werewolves and stuff. Um, and that's the only one I've seen. I assume there will be other things that you can turn into. But uh, that's a big deal for people. Like, they really wanted shape-shifting. I don't know why, but uh, it looks cool. So, yay, we all benefit. All right, that's it for Path of Exile stuff, I think. So uh, one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about today is, so Shenmue 3 is coming out this week. Yeah. And review copies are out in the wild. Yeah. And multiple people have told me that the review... So Shenmue 3 releases November 19th. Did they remove the national decks in Shenmue? No. So multiple people have told me that the review embargo is November 21st. The game comes out... Hmm. Two days after the game's release. uh, On the 19th, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone will respect an embargo that's after the game's out, so... Also, does that make anybody else kind of nervous for this? I th- they're probably hesitant. <laughs> At I mean, best, I... you could say they're just poorly managed, but like, is that really making it better? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Shimu has like this, this cult you know, fan base that sits behind it, and those people you know, love the game to bits. But I feel like anybody who plays it just coming out from, you know, fresh, never played it before, probably won't enjoy it. Maybe that's what they're trying to avoid. I'm not sure. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, I'm taking a stab at, you know, I just know that it's I've enjoyed these games, but I can see where people have never played them or don't typically like the style. Maybe they're just trying to be like, hey, give this a fair shot before you go. Stick us on a stake, you know. 
I was always under the impression that, like, this is what the Yakuza series morphed into. Shenmue? No, yeah. this is where the Yakuza... This the other way around. Yakuza is what the yeah, Shenmue right. series morphed yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that's what I meant I to say. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I agree. I, I do want to see Kiryu asking for sailors at some point. <laughs> if if he hasn't already, honestly, with the Yakuza games, that's probably already in there at some point. Chris? Know? Yeah. Do you have any semen? Uh, they're down. They're at the bar by the dock. So. Oh, Would you thanks. like to play Very a lucky? Yeah. Would you like to play a lucky hit? Sure. <laughs> I need to go <laughs> to the I not say agency, that, did... but it's not open yet. Is... So I'm gonna sit here for an hour. <laughs> I'm gonna say, did I not? Did I not say that deadpan enough for the impression? Um. I... No, I just don't know all the Shenmue memes very well. Is my problem. Sorry, Kelly. That's okay. I feel I feel insignificant, unworthy. Oh, I think. All right. Oh, and um, Alex, I think Alex put this in here. Obsidian is, is developing a non-RPG. What? And it's called Grounded. No, no, no. Do another one. The, the 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 thing was so good. The Outer Worlds is so good. Make more. Oh, they're not allowed to do things I don't like. How dare they? <laughs> it's a first-person co-op survival game. It's coming spring 2020, oh so they can get back to RPGs very quickly. Oh. Can All you right. just put in some RPG elements? <laughs> yeah. Then we have copyright. That, that'll Yeah, awesome. that'll sell us. <laughs> that probably is. All right. We'll watch out and see if there's anything RPG related to that and cover it if it does. Mm. All right. Uh, we have editorial content this week. Oh. Yeah. So I reviewed Little Town Hero. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> After all you've said about that, it's okay. It's okay. Read the review. I go into why I'm very neutral That's on it. It's one of those games that the more you played, the less you hated it. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because it definitely did um, flesh itself out in the end. But... I mean, there's a couple of really obnoxious humps that you have to get over before you get there. And I don't think that many people are going to tolerate those humps. Mm -hmm. If you're patient, the game is good. If you're very patient, the game can be good. <laughs> Go in that. aware. <laughs> really, really, really patient. <laughs> um, Pascal reviewed a Night's Quest. It's okay. Um, and then Pascal reviewed Sparklight. It's great. Get Sparklight, apparently, everybody. Yep. Um, and then this was really interesting. We put up an impression and interview of The Veil, which is a game that has no graphical elements to it. What? It is a sound-only game. Oh. So it's... Where do I get that? So I don't think it's readily available yet. I think it's coming out soon. I think there might be a demo available. Yeah, it's still in development. So. Yeah, it's it's a work in progress. Um, do they talk about a release date yet? Early 2020. Early, early next year. Yeah. So what is it, a text adventure, but everything's red to you then? or How does this work? No, it's black. Read the interview. No, it's really good. Not... <laughs> R-E-A-D. Is it red, <laughs> red to you? Red to you. Audibly. No. So you just hear them say things. It's it's all audio, but it's not it's not necessarily words. I mean, am I blind and I'm just kind of fumbling around yeah. with the controller? Yep. Correct. Well, you're, you're a blind character. Okay. 
But unlike, say, yeah, the liar, you know, stuff it'll, it'll be stuff like yeah, sound effects, things like that that give you audio hints and yeah, it's binaural, binaural audio, so sort of direction as well will come through the headphones. All right, cool. I'm like, I'm gonna. Is, is it gonna be scary? Like, am I gonna get attacked by things and be like, you died? You'll get attacked by things, but I think it'll be fairly obvious that it's happening. It won't be. It won't be a narrator who says yeah, a won't... slime approach. This command. Well. <laughs> oh no, because I think That'd it's real time. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey. Yeah. There's some briefs. Briefs. Yeah. Tell us about them. Um. Okay. Can you? <laughs> See, I thought we since we were, I thought because of Pokemon, since we were British this week, that it's going to be pants. Pants. <laughs> it should be pants. All right, in the pants section, we have <laughs> where, yeah, where the water tastes like wine is coming to consoles. Uh, in theory, we're going to have a release. Uh, we're going to have a review for it. November November twenty ninth for PS four in Xbox and in Europe. Um. Oh, I see. No, that PS4 and Xbox in Europe. Oh my gosh, I can't read this line. The game PS4 in Europe. Yeah, PS4 and in Europe. Xbox One and Nintendo Switch worldwide. Okay, because it's already on PS4 here. Uh, no, no, it's only PC. Oh, I'm so confused. So it will only be on PS4 in Europe, and it will only be on Xbox One and Switch internationally. With the North American PS4 release following on December 2nd. Or is it already on Xbox One and Switch? No. In Europe? No. Oh boy. No. Internationally. These guys. These guys. <laughs> that's the narrative depressing stories one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's the one where you travel the country and, and your currency is stories. All right. So here's a game called Pine. It's got a launch trailer. Um, apparently you have a third person camera where you run around and, um, shoot a slingshot at things and there's some fox people and, uh, I don't know. Oh, right. This is the one where, yeah, you're like one of the last remaining humans and there's a bunch of animal people and, um, you have to choose like what tribe you're going to support and it'll change how the the island, uh, evolves depending on who you choose to help, I guess. It's an uh, open-world adventure RPG. Um, it's coming to Switch on November 27th. Monster Rancher is getting a Japanese port and release date. Um, so in Japan, it's called Monster Farm. So this is going to be a smartphone and Nintendo Switch ports of the original PlayStation title, Monster Rancher. It'll launch on iOS and Android first on November 28th. It'll come on the Switch on December 19th. No Western announcements whatsoever. Um, how are they doing this? Are we gonna? Did they announce how it's working functionally, Alex? Do you know? Like, are we doing this um, somehow? No, not. Oh yeah, you have a like custom database or whatever. Oh, so it's not even so, QR codes or anything. It's just straight up. No. Just pick a database. Oh. I guess so. Pick a pick an entry and That's see what happens. Idea. I guess. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Orange Blood is getting a PC release, but it's been pushed to 2020. Um, it uh, was going to come out this month, but it won't now. 
uh, if you don't know about Orange Blood, it's set in 1990X in an alternate timeline where mankind has built an artificial island off the coast of Okinawa called Nukoza. This turn-based RPG follows four gun-loving girls aiming to make it big, taking on various gangs and organized crime syndicates. And yeah, that is as crazy and weird as it sounds. It's Orange Blood. Um, it's anime. And go check it out. Romancing Saga 3 is now out, and Romancing Saga Re-Semicolon Universe is heading to the West. So, Romancing Saga 3 came out this past week for 29 bucks on, like, everything. Um, but including the Vita. Including the Vita. Uh, <laughs> Square Enix also revealed that Square, uh, Romancing Saga Re-Universe will be out, released in North America and Europe for iOS and Android in 2020. It's a free-to-play game. Yes, it's a phone game. Yes, I know. You know, it's new. Oh, yes. All right. Better? Yeah. The Falconeer got its, it gets a new trailer in an Xbox One version. It's an aerial combat RPG. Um, so when I hear the Falconeer, does that mean I'm controlling a bird? And the answer is yes. But the bird's really big. Like, really big. It's like dragon-sized bird. It's like Lord of the Rings-sized bird. And um, you're flying around the bird, and there's guns and fire and sky eels and giant enemy crabs yes i said giant enemy crabs because there's a giant enemy crab it's historically accurate yeah. chris uh, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be uh, coming out on xbox one um it'll be out 2020 alongside the previously announced pc version and they've got a demo going on at the xo19 event and that's all i know open world ocean world fantasy aerial combat rpg Yakuza Like a Dragon, that's the new RPG, seventh entry in Yakuza, and it's coming out in, you know, 2020, excuse me, it's coming out in January 16th, 2020 in Japan, sometime later for us, Uh, they put out a trailer, Uh, it's a new trailer, and you can go watch it, it's a 10 minute story trailer, and uh, you can see things about the story going on there, is it in English? No, it's only uh, Japanese right no. now. Because sometimes, you know, with this one, they've been doing a lot of simultaneous dubbing, so I didn't know if they'd be doing that. So you can go see story trailer if you know Japanese, or you can just watch it and be like, ah, yeah, that looks like stuff that's going to happen. And apparently a uh, familiar character shows up at the end of the trailer. Um, that person has a big dragon on the back. And... <gasps> Is it Kiryu? Yes, it's Kiryu. <laughs> I think they fight in prison or something. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe outside of prison. It's just, just it's cure you. All right. So then, uh, Ark of Alchemist is our next story. They get some combat details and screenshots, and there's a Switch version coming to the uh, West. Yeah. So this doesn't have um, any details for the Western release yet, right? Just that it's, it's coming, coming the in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The game will be digitally in North America and Europe, and Europe will also get a physical edition. And uh, they're improving the game for the West, so like you get to switch players. Well, uh, uh, yeah, they released the Switch version after the PS4 version with some extra stuff, so all that extra stuff is coming on the Western PS4 version as oh. well. All right, cool. So we just get both upgraded versions, and there you go. Uh, it is an Idea Factory game. Um, I don't know anything about this game. I don't remember. This is an action. This is a third-person action RPG. 
Yeah, of? it's yes. like their other third-person action RPGs. Okay, like what? Name one. Um, Dragon Star Varno. Okay. Omega Quintet. No. These aren't action. I think one of the Neptunia games was an action one. Yeah. Pretty much everything else is turn-based. But yeah, Quintet and Varno are turn-based. Oh, my bad. It's like, name one of the action ones. Names two turn-based ones. Whoops. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <clears throat> not your fault. It's Idea Factory. I understand. <sighs> Keeping all this straight is impossible. Do you like this game already? Have you been following this at all, Anna? Very little. Very little. Okay. Because at first it was only PS4. It was PS4 exclusive. So it's ah, like, why would I care? About now there's a Switch PS4 involved. Exclusive. Anna can care. Yes. Even though there's already other Switch games that you have to play on PS4, namely Trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Paranoia, happiness is mandatory, was delayed. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm pretty sure that we actually it was delayed like the game, the day it was supposed to come out or something like that. Because mm. I swore we talked about it coming out next week in last week's show. I don't know. Yeah. Paranoia, happiness yeah, is mandatory, was delayed. Uh, it's uh, going to be on PC via the Epic Game Store on December 5th. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions are planned but have not yet been dated at all. Uh, it's an adaptation of the darkly humorous tabletop RPG system called Paranoia. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can go check more out about it on our site. But just so you know, it's been delayed. Sorry if you were looking forward to that. That's it. Do we have a new question of the week for folks for next week? How about who is your favorite Pokemon starter ever? Ooh, I like that. I'm sure you all know mine. Starter um, ever? Yeah. Oh, damn. Squirtle? Litten. Yes. Litten. Yeah, it's the only cat one. It is yes. not the only... Is it the only cat one? The only For cat starter? starter. Yeah. Huh, okay. I can't make the Pokemon symbol. I see that. <laughs> Alt Alt O two three three. Yeah, it's not working. Oh, because you're in the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. The get... spreadsheet o does o not make it. And e. Say what? Yeah. Alt G R E. Alt G R E. No. Yes. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's it's done now. <laughs> what the hell is the Alt G R button? Do you not have it? No, I have it. Oh. <laughs> That is. We're not, we're not still playing Pokemon in real life here, Alex. Stop it. Alt GR. Oh, look at this. It's like a British thing. They have <laughs> an British. Alt... Well, uh, yeah. Is yeah, it? it's, it's on the British. right side. Yeah, it's for yeah. those. Yeah. But actually, yeah, it actually does just control and alt at the same time, apparently. Oh. <laughs> so you do control alt and E. That's right. It does a symbol. Control alt E. No. Doesn't it? Nope. Do Alt One Thirty. Uh, maybe it's just a maybe it's a European keyboard thingy. But uh, yeah, I can do all the fancy. Why did you mess it up? I had it fixed. It wasn't there. It was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Well, go put it there. Ugh. Go fix it again. Why is the spreadsheet weird? What's up with this on the spreadsheet? I'm so confused. Okay, Pokemon done. Done. Get out of the cell. Did you? Oh, okay. No. What is your favorite <laughs> Pokemon starter? Is there more? Ever. Of all time. Okay, yeah. cool. 
All <sighs> generations. And this is still better than dealing with OneNote. All right. So <laughs> if you'd like to leave feedback for this, it's a podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. You can listen to the show live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can go and put feedback right on the show's website. Go to rpgamer.com. Click podcast. Click RPGcast. Click on this episode. Leave a comment below the post. And we'll read it here on the show next week. Yay! All right. Time to talk about what's coming out next week. Shenmue 3 is apparently coming out next week. Are we sure of this, Anna? How confident are you? All right. Because review codes are out in the wild. Yeah. All right. And then I also wanted to point out, because we didn't mention it last week, apparently Children of Morta hit um, the Switch last week. No, it hits the Switch this week. Okay. Well, it was in the the download roundup, which I... Not used to that. Oh, being ahead of did time. it come out? Yeah, on? no, no. The Nintendo Roundup puts stuff out that's coming next week occasionally. Occasionally, all right, cool. Yeah, well, I think I think if it's before the first day, then it puts them, includes them. All right. So, Children of Morta, Morta is also coming out this week. Look at that, Wednesday, November Wednesday, November twentieth, for twenty one ninety nine. It's a good game, guys. It's another good Diablo-ish, roguelike, combo game. Go play it. Um. I just don't have time for it. Otherwise, we'd be playing it more, too. <sighs> so many games. So many Diablo games. So many every game. We have to finish the show because my Switch is out of power. Okay. Well, <laughs> what are you going to play this week, Anna? Pokemon. All right. What are you going to play this week, Peter? Pokemon. What are you going to play this week, Kelly? Uh, Pokemon. What are you going to play this week, Alex? Yeah, Pokemon. Uh, I was waiting for Don Bradburn's cricket 2019 or something uh i felt bad as your 2020s out oh okay there you go <laughs> see this is why we needed josh on the cast he is so sucked into trails that he has not bought into the pokemon hype yet listen trails is out people should enjoy it if they've been waiting for it come on i know why aren't you playing why aren't you playing trails anna because i'm playing pokemon okay just because i got I oh. gotta finish Trails too. Oh, oh. Alex says Trails is better. <gasps> That's probably true. <laughs> Why are you playing Pokemon? Because I want to play Pokemon. Okay. Fine. Thanks everybody it's for a ba- it's basically sleeping Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for showing up, um, being in the chat room. We appreciate you all being here. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for being on, Alex, Kelly, Peter, Anna Marie, and thank you for listening at home. Uh, thanks to Dale North for making the show theme. Thanks to Forecast for doing the encoding. Thanks to everybody um, for just being awesome. We'll see you next week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at Twitch.tv slash RPGamer. Until then, um, go pet your yampers. Right. Can you pet a yamper? Can you pet the yamper? You can. You can pet you the can. yamper. You can pet the yamper. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.